0: Hello and welcome back! We are here on the island for episode 2 of season 40, Survivor, Winners at War, Edge of Extinction Part 2, subtitle, The Rise of Rob. I am your host, Taylor Gaines, here to break down the action from week number 2 here on Survivor, and there's a lot to get to from another week full of winners playing like scared winners for the most part (laughs) with me to talk about it toothpick in mouth wendell holland style my co-host he always says going through life alone sucks but going through a podcast alone is worse it's tyler b commons
1: i was laughing because when you said live from week two or whatever it was i thought you were going to go into like a news reporter bit where you're like (laughs) live from sunny florida Taylor Gaines. I don't know what I. I don't know what I've <laughs> like, done. in my head. And yeah, Wendell, Wendell said it. He likes people with toothpicks, so I figured I would try and record a podcast with a toothpick and see if it turns out better.
0: <laughs> I'm always scared for his toothpick. I'm sure we've talked about this before, but he like has it during challenges sometimes, and I'm just worried it's going to end up like in the back of his throat or something.
1: Like the roof of his mouth just destroyed.
0: Ugh. Anyway, that's not the main thing we came here to talk about. What did you think of this uh, second episode, Ty? I think you talked about it a lot in the
1: first episode, our first episode of the podcast, which came out last week. Just the buzz and excitement around this season, and it definitely, like, carried into week two. I was excited to watch it and excited to see these same people play. And I think a lot of the show right now is being carried by Rob, which is incredible, but just seeing everybody, like Tony's ladder, like that was hilarious and getting the whole tribe. Like there's just been, there's been a bunch of quality moments we've gotten to see this season in a whimsical survivor way versus coming off of the hell of whatever last season was. Like this season is the perfect contrast and it's what they needed after going through what we went through last fall.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. There's just like, an ease and a trust that they seem to have with this group because they know all these people well and they're all respectable winners, really. Uh, I think the only concern at this point is that the gameplay is not really living up to winners' standards as far as the way the votes have gone, I would say. But it's really too early for me to worry about that that much.
1: Yeah, it's tough when you throw winners and, you know, a lot of them had different styles. But they talked about not being the one we talked about a lot last week, not being the one to throw out names and dictate the way the game is going (laughs) and whatever. And that everyone's holding fast to that, except for Rob. And it's just it's interesting to see that nobody wants to become a target. Like you can tell they really want to win this season. Because being the winner of all the winners is just like, I think that's like the mecca for all these people, is just being able to say, I went back and won with every other person that is considered, you know, the best to have ever played.
0: Yeah, and what stands out to me with Rob, if you want to talk about it from his side of things first, as he survives another episode, despite his wife going home at the end of last week's episode, well going to Edge of Extinction, at least. And despite being undoubtedly the biggest threat on his tribe, I think the credit I give him is he seems to just understand when he's in this role that the best thing to do is to just cause chaos and to throw blame every direction possible. Just within that tribal council, Adam took some random heat Ben took a lot of heat from Rob and Parvati and Ethan kind of teaming up on him. And it just seems like he's really effectively getting the attention onto other people. Maybe that won't last because surely everyone realizes they need to get rid of the man who had a statue built of his head and put on the Survivor beaches just last season.
1: Well, I mean, nobody knows about it yet.
0: (laughs) I guess that's true. But... You know, I I am definitely impressed by the way he's been able to keep the eyes off of him.
1: Yeah, last week we talked about um, Rob playing this like straightforward way and Sandra kind of spreading rumors and tearing the tribe apart. But I think Rob's doing... I think they're doing the same strategy but through different means. At least that's what this week kind of looked like. I thought it was interesting to see how he was able to... Like, directly call out people instead of whispering in people's ears. And, like, no one's focusing on him when he's causing so much chaos. And I I think that somehow that's working. Like, he's the most vocal person on his tribe, clearly, but no one seems to think that, like, that's an issue.
0: Even still, a very bad day for Rob, I guess. His wife goes home, as I mentioned, and he blows the challenge. I know we don't talk about challenges a lot on our podcast but what did you think of that strange set all the pieces aside and get nothing done performance that he pulled off
1: i want to say the strategy wasn't bad but clearly it was bad there was a lot of people a lot of talk on facebook and social media and things where they were saying that he just blatantly threw the challenge so he could go hang out on extinction (laughs) island with amber and i was like i don't know if i buy that but It certainly seemed like he wasn't trying super-duper hard to win that challenge.
0: So what do you think of the other side of it? Are the other players playing too soft? Should he be out? Like, how do you view their decisions to this point? Because ultimately, the vote to take out Danny was unanimous, 8-1, to so...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think we have to talk about Danny in that case. She just didn't she had such a bad episode and we talked about the edit and maybe the edit made her look worse than she actually did but just the way she's around tribal and like throwing names out there which is apparently the ultimate thing not to do is she's throwing names out and then it's getting back and people are finding out I don't know if everyone's playing too passively. For me, it feels like everyone's playing too passively and nobody wants to call anybody out or get anybody out. And it's seeming like you're on the bottom if you get called out. I'm surprised that they're talking strategy, but nobody is talking about strategy from, like, a 10,000-foot view. No one's saying, look, Rob is still doing his godfather act or Sandra's still doing her, like, snake-in-the-grass act, you know, I I just don't understand what people came in expecting because they know everybody's good and knows how to play, but they're weirdly just falling into the same patterns almost to a heightened level because I feel like on a normal season, you can say somebody's name to one or two people and that's not going to necessarily get out and blow up all the time. But now if anybody says anything besides Rob you're gone. Like, it just happens. You make a terrible decision, and then Rob whispers to someone in Tribal, and like, you're cut. So I don't don't know what the gameplay is happening. I I don't
0: understand why no one's willing to be a leader. My thought is that when you play scared, you lose. And if you treat anyone like they're much better or smarter or more reverential than you, or deserving of reverence or whatever, like you're going to have a self-fulfilling prophecy of sorts where if you give that person power, they're going to have power. And really, they should just take Rob out right now. The good thing for them is, as far as old school versus new school, since that kind of appears to be how things are breaking down, the new school far outweighs the old one, and three straight old schoolers have got sent to Edge of Extinction out of the gate here, so that's a simple trend that seems to be unfolding at the the same time Danny kind of made a classic survivor mistake of thinking she was on the outs and then making it so like she probably was not as high up in the food chain as anyone would want to be and that is true but the way she handled that situation just wound up spiraling her further and further into the ground.
1: I mean, I think her biggest mistake was saying right in front of Ben, well, the old school Lions, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wait, what? The old school? What are you talking about? And okay. it's, <laughs> I don't know how you make that kind of rookie mistake. And maybe it is an old school thing. Maybe because she hasn't played in you know X amount of years, she's not used to being so on guard all
0: the time you know maybe your guard has been down really been highlighting the fact that these old schoolers feel overwhelmed and they're really harping on that so i'm sure that is part of it or at least that's a part of it they want us to believe but to my earlier point about rob kind of causing chaos just to keep himself safe let's talk about ben because (laughs) i have to say we talked about this last week too he seems to me like far and away the least impressive of the returning winners so far, like just seems overwhelmed in almost every moment. And even when he's trying to do something, which I give him credit for being the one person who's like, Hey, we should take out Rob or Parvati because what are we doing? That being said, the moment where Rob and Parvati and Ethan all turn on him and they're like, what are you saying, bro? What are you saying? And he was just like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying there's paranoia, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ben Ben is not
1: here because he won popularity when he was playing. He's one of the seasons that I remember because I think he, in individual immunity, he won all but like two times. Yeah, it's and he, merge he like, won every single time immunity idol like, himself Whoa. to the
0: end too i think and also made yeah. fire
1: yeah and he chose to make fire like ben is one of those people that like he's really good at this one thing and watching him try to navigate this social game i love that he's trying to play on rob's level like it's so funny it's like looking you go into a fun house and like Rob is standing in front of a mirror, and Ben wants to be the reflection, but it's like one of those goofy ones that makes you look short and fat and doesn't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> like, that's that's what's happening. And Ben, he was overwhelmed, but I think he was ganged up on. I think he had a valid point of paranoia is everywhere. And I think Danny made the old schoolers paranoid when she let the cat out of the bag, and I think the new schoolers are paranoid because they see Rob and Parvati just controlling the game and Ben if nothing else Ben has been probably the most entertaining so far
0: yeah he's definitely good to have out there because he's one of the people who's actually trying to play a little bit right now Mm -hmm. the other thing from tribal we should talk about even though we've kind of already talked about it at a high level from the way these people are playing is that moment when Rob was like all right everybody let's empty our bags what did you make of that Including the fact that Denise was so effectively able to hide the idol that she had while still emptying her bag.
1: I, as I was watching that, my mind was blown that everybody (laughs) went along with it. I don't understand. I know there's this, you were talking about, there's like this aura surrounding Rob of him just being the best. He's a one-time winner. He didn't win twice. Sandra's the only one that's won
0: twice. Well, and the time he he won was because people played like this. They were, like, afraid of him, and next thing they knew, he was winning. Yeah, well, I mean, you could argue that he should
1: have won his wife's season, but they gave it to her instead of him. They both played, and they both made it to the final. It doesn't matter. I am amazed that a group of winners, the best of the best, get together and just allow Rob to run the show in Rob's way. Like, it's... It's mind-blowing. I don't understand how, at that point, I think that's the best opportunity for Ben to be like, hey, wake up, look what's happening. Rob's going to walk himself I don't trust to the ben. end. I, right, I, well, I d- Ben doesn't realize that he has to make those
0: things. I do like Adam. I think he's playing the same kind of smart, unassuming game he played the first time, where mm-hmm. he's always on the right side of things, he's talking with everybody, but no one ever looks at him. <laughs> like... <laughs> The only time people look at him is when he's awkwardly trying to shove his torch into something that's not a hole, (laughs) which was a moment I loved (laughs) because I love when the show takes uh, some time to do offbeat things like that, which we'll talk about a little more (laughs) after we wrap up this part of the conversation. But he stood up to it a little bit. He was kind of like, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? And, uh, I'm, a little disappointed that I have to pin all my hopes on him making something happen here but I feel like him and Jeremy and Denise and Michelle are kind of forming something Uh, but we'll see what what did you think of the Denise sleight of hand
1: I I mean I was impressed that she was able to at least keep her cool a little bit Um, her being able to hide that idol well the half idol I guess was well played by her and i don't i was trying to understand why her and ben didn't just flip it so that tells me you know about the denise and ben kind of alliance and ben is sort of in with rob in a way and i think like you said it seems to me a her sleight of hand was really good but it seems like and if scenes from the next episode are truly an indicator into anything that they are gonna try to make a power move next week and you know you got her and adam and only hope and and it's interesting to see how these people are playing because i think rob's been dominant for two weeks but i think people are starting to pick up on it and feel kind of wary of listening to him
0: it's funny the situation though where on both tribes we'll sit here and say the same thing as long as sandra and rob keep going because they're such titanic figures compared to everyone else Mm -hmm. that it's baffling that either one of them is not voted out at any given moment. That being said, we talked before about the three old schoolers being the first three out. Do you buy this take that the old school players are getting smoked?
1: It It's interesting that you mentioned that because after watching these first two episodes, I had to read people saying, well, look, three old schoolers are gone before I realized it because at least the show is being edited to show that um, both Sandra and and robber in control. So it doesn't feel like they're being smoked, but seeing the old school go to extinction first, in a way, it, it does. You know, there's, there's subtlety and nuance, I think, to the new way that this game is being played. And I, I, I just don't know. It's, it's hard because the show isn't setting it up as old school failing, but if you look at the numbers, statistically speaking, they're the ones being picked off. So I don't really know who's in control. Um, It it probably is the new school, but I I just don't
0: buy into that narrative yet. The other narrative that has taken an unfortunate start, I guess, is the last five seasons of Survivor have all been won by men, and the first three people voted out are women. So maybe not off to a great start if you're rooting for a women victor this season, but... (laughs) Are most not recent... necessarily being singled out. No, no, is I'm not saying women? that. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I noticed uh, I w- that, too, last night. I was sitting and I was talking to my parents, and I was like, uh, so did you guys notice it's women? And they're like, ah, who cares, whatever. It's like, <laughs> okay, whatever.
0: It's fine. Who needs them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing is that the most recent woman winner is still in the game on the other tribe, which is Sarah and She won season 34. Michelle was the uh, most recent women winner before that. Other than that, the last 10 seasons, it's been eight guys. So, you know, that's just a fact, I guess. We'll see what happens. But um, obviously, with the edge twist, everyone is still theoretically in for as long as the game goes on, I guess. What did you make of the journey out there this week and the fire tokens? I, I, I enjoyed... The word puzzle to an extent.
1: Yeah, I think, and I hinted on this last week, I think I'm into fire tokens. However, I noticed they haven't introduced any new fire tokens because essentially Natalie went to extinction, bequeathed her token to Jeremy, and then sold something to Jeremy for another token. So I think that's interesting to point out that there haven't been any
0: Hmm.
1: I would say Edge of Extinction uh, so far is way better than it was the first time. Uh, even though they're on the same island and doing the same thing, I think that it feels more meaningful and it feels more impactful. Not necessarily in an overbearing way. We'll see if Jeremy can do anything with his advantage, but I, it just. I'm, I like that there's a puzzle aspect. I like that they went exploring. I, I, it seems uh, much more lively than just people hanging out on an island for no reason just waiting till you know
0: there's seven people left and then five people left or whatever it was that's an interesting point that the actual number of tokens doesn't appear to have changed because that does make them a lot more valuable i do think the thing that devalues them is making everything worth one like (laughs) i feel like we need to start having things cost more than one token for it to really be interesting But it's not an off-putting concept to me, certainly, at this point. Uh, My one complaint with the puzzle was I liked the first letter of each thing being the answer. And I thought that was interesting and like a classic escape room type thing. But you probably shouldn't have it be so easy to find (laughs) that they can just find it without deciphering the clue. Especially at a place they probably go every day to just get water. (laughs) Yeah. That being said, it it wasn't terrible.
1: No, it wasn't terrible. And if you think about the little treasure hunt they had last season, where I'm pretty sure that wasn't a crudely drawn swing when they finally made it to that shelter that (laughs) Rob and Sandra had been building supposedly yeah so you know maybe survivors not the best at riddles anymore maybe that's why we never get to hear them read tree mail or
0: anything like that so natalie amber and danny all live there now what about the red tribe ty what about the ladder i don't even know where to start What what was the lesson of that
1: <laughs> the lesson was tony actually is making friends and i don't think he's rubbing people the wrong way i think that's what we're being shown because Tony has been very polarizing on every season he's been on and he's crazy and Amber talked about it I just am uncomfortable around him and I think that he is toning it back and being entertaining and being fun in a certain way that's just getting his tribe to mix up and like have a good time I think it's fun to see the light side of this show not just the competition not just voting people out but like if you see people actually out there like having fun trying to gather fruit building the sketchiest ladder like i think it's i think it's good i I, it doesn't hurt tony's chances to get a laugh (laughs) from people and to to bring everyone together and military march them you know it was just is a fun bit
0: he was just simply trying to have fun so he could simply get some fruit and simply make everything better and say simply a heck of a bunch of times he did yeah i enjoyed all of that i I just like (laughs) love the metaphor of yule building like a very composed simple method of getting the fruit out of the tree and then tony just rolling in with a huge like rickety ladder that breaks as soon as he steps on it so that he could do it his own way it was it was entertaining, and like I was talking about with the Adam thing, you know, give me all of that, give me all of the real survivor stuff that happens every day i I did feel the punishment of this episode being shorter than last week's, like it just we've been shown how good it tastes to have dessert, and now it's been taken away from us, you know,
1: yeah, it's tough when you don't get to actually see people enjoying you know episode one we got to see a lot of like ethan just enjoying being alive um and out there and playing (laughs) the game and it it was good we got to see like you said the ladder and stuff and yule also picking fruit but uh it it does lack when you don't especially as people who know who these cast members are like i think we're more interested to know about them than the gameplay in in some way like i want to get all the info but i I would like to just see them hanging out or laughing or exploring or, or whatever and yeah it's it's tough when we're down to you know a one hour episode versus two hours versus a 90 minutes
0: you know yeah and if if you haven't seen it there's also a great moment from last night's tribal where ethan sticks his tongue out And it's just a a good screenshot that I've seen shared around a few times. But, yeah, not a lot else to report from the Red Tribe. I think the other important development was, well, I guess you could count Tony and Sarah reigniting their Cops R Us alliance. Yeah. But... Kim also finding that idol. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Kim finding the idol and deciding to share the other half of it with Sophie, which Sophie immediately turned to the camera and said, hey, bro, shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Yeah, what do you think of these um, kind of two-person
1: idols? Because it's a twist, and I still don't fully understand. So do they each have an idol, or do they have to decide together who to use the idol on?
0: My understanding, I think we've seen this played once before, and I'm blanking on what season it was, but the way I remember it working was you give someone half of your idol, they have to give it back to you when you're going to play it in order for you to give it full power, and then it's yours.
1: Okay, so Kim still owns her idol.
0: That's my understanding. Okay. People on Twitter can correct me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, interesting uh, move from Sophie. She's really been subtly making a lot of inroads with people the last two weeks
1: yeah she's somebody who uh, like we mentioned she's not a winner that i particularly remember but just seeing the way that she handles conversations with people and seeing that she is kind of dastardly seeing that she wants to make moves and plan and scheme dastardly i like that yeah
0: i like that word <laughs> it's my million dollar word for the episode <laughs> yeah um impressive stuff Honestly, don't know that anyone else stood out in this particular episode. There wasn't a ton happening. What do you think, Ty? Anything else that jumped out? No,
1: uh, other than, you know, Jeremy. I, I still love Jeremy and him getting another advantage and him and Natalie being that power couple. I wonder, it leaves me wondering if the editing is... Specifically, keeping out the outside of the game connections. We're being hinted and alluded. We got to see the poker one last week. I'm wondering how friendships outside are affecting this season or if they're affecting it more than we're being led to believe. Because that one is 100% like they're just friends, you know, from the past. So I'm just curious if that is playing a bigger role than we're being uh, led on to believe
0: interesting thing with jeremy though is i think i alluded to this earlier he seems to be ingratiating himself with people from both old school and new in a way that is uh gone under the radar so far so as usual i feel good about jeremy's future
1: yep as always one of my favorites
0: all right ty well i know we're not as far into the episode as maybe we were at this time last week but i guess we should get to our power rankings unless uh Unless you just got some news you want to share, some national news you want to talk about anything um, the The
1: last democratic debate, hilarious. <laughs> I was dying laughing for probably the first hour before I shut it off.
0: Just they should get. just hire comedy writers at this point in the primaries, right? <laughs>
1: Must watch TV. Yeah. If you if you want to binge something, I'm sure NPR or something has to have <laughs> these things recorded and you can just go watch it.
0: It's great. My favorite subtle moment that I saw was I think Bloomberg, see, not a politics podcast, but <laughs> no. Michael Bloomberg, former mayor of New York City, made a comment. I don't even remember what his comment was about, but he started off saying, well, as the senator next to me was saying... And then the senator next to him, Elizabeth Warren, (laughs) leaned into her microphone and was like, uh, Elizabeth Warren? Like, as if he he had not known her name. Oh, it was funny stuff. Anyway, I don't have anything to report either, really. I'm not in the journalism field anymore, so I guess let's get to the power rankings.
1: Let's do it. All right, Ty. We'll we'll let you start out. You want me to start? I always start out. You start out this time.
0: (sighs) Big pressure. I usually like to make you go first so that... I can just steal from the three that you say. But (laughs) my number three for this week is Tony. I have seen him play a few times now, and he always finds himself alienated very quickly. And for him to be in this position just makes me happy. And getting that ladder built and going up and down it successfully without being injured was just enough to get him into the power rankings for me
1: (laughs) yeah he was a good one for for my number three i went with adam because i think Mm. adam being given the half idol and now he's got options and like you said he's subtly playing from from the background which is how he won his season and it seems to be working well from him or for him right now So for that reason, I think Adam is set up in a good position because literally no one's mentioned him. Like, I haven't seen a confessional where his name has been brought up, and I think that that bodes well for him. So for that reason, I got Adam at number three.
0: That's a good pick. He didn't make my top three, but you almost convinced me to switch. My number two is Sophie. I wound up putting those two, Tony and Sophie, from the red tribe because... I have been trying more in recent seasons not to completely fall for the, (laughs) whoever made the move at Tribal should be all the top three, Mm -hmm. and like I was saying a minute ago, she's just subtly working her way into different places, she has the idle half, like you mentioned with Adam, and that's a group of players that I feel good about, those who have been pretty quiet so far, but are, you know, recent winners. I'm going with the other half of that, and I'm saying Kim, because Kim is the one that
1: actually has the idol, and like you said, maybe giving it to Sophie wasn't her best move, because Sophie seems like she wants to be um, a little sneaky, a little untrustworthy, but the fact that she has that, and I think that she seems socially adept, I, I it's hard because I don't think I've seen a lot from her, but... She found an idol, and I'm giving lots of power to that, so for that reason, I have Kim at number two.
0: Unfortunately, I think people know who number one is. Uh, Yule. Yule? Yeah. No. (laughs) I put Rob.
1: I also had Rob. Like, if you're watching the show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I know that the edit is what the edit is, but it's hard not to give him number one when he should be out by every right at this point. So... I don't have a lot to add to our Rob conversation, honestly. No, he's definitely just
1: continued to play his game, which is mind blowing. Like we said at the beginning, if I maybe this is why I'm not a winner of Survivor, but if you throw me out there on this season, I'm just gonna say, hey, Rob, day one, can we just get rid of him? We know how good he is. Sandra,
0: day three, can we get rid of her?
1: That, I, that's what i'm saying i don't parvati might fight me but who cares it seems like if the old school new school thing is real she's on the outs anyways who cares like i just don't understand how these people are letting rob skate by dictating pulling as jeff says a survivor first and making everybody empty their bag at tribal it just <laughs> it blows my mind that that all these winners are just playing into his hand
0: as tyson said during the latter sequence how is this guy still alive the question of survivor so far this season still like 11 weeks to go ty i'm just as excited as ever i think
1: yeah episode two definitely lived up to what episode one did it's been a really entertaining season i i'm still really excited to watch it even if rob just somehow skates by and wins a second one like i don't even think i'd be upset i'd be upset with everybody else on the season but i would <laughs> not care in the least i would be happy if rob won another <laughs> season <laughs>
0: surely this group of people realizes that that's a move you gotta make we'll see
1: it has been hinted at for the next episode so we'll see if it's some editing trickery or if it's about to actually go down
0: all right ty honestly that's all i got for survivor episode two of season 40 anything else you want to add
1: um what do you guys think of the season so far you could leave it in a review, that'd be fantastic. Tell us a about the podcast, b about this season, because we don't get to read up on post game interviews because everyone's on extinction. So let yeah, us know your thoughts, and they might end up on our podcast.
0: If you're a castaway, drop us a line, DM us on Twitter, let us know spoilers. We're ready for them. <laughs> I will not leak anything. That's a hundred percent Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't say I was going to leak anything. Nonetheless, like Ty said, rate and review Apple Podcasts, follow on Twitter, on the Island Pod. Tell your friends that's usually the easiest way to spread the word. And uh, I don't know, keep watching Survivor, I guess. We'll see how things play out. It's been fun so far, and looking forward to watching these winners continue to battle it out. So for Tyler B. Commons, I am Taylor P. Gaines saying. I don't know, it looked like a podcast. Bye. Aloha. On the island. On the island, 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 island. You wanna be a survivor if you
1: wanna live here on the island.
0: You gotta talk about the show if you wanna live here on the island. You're gonna survive when you're gonna be living a life on the island and you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is right.